Hey everybody, this is your host Benitria and we are with Wylanda Glover. We are about to talk about the Save Savage Nehemiah. First, we are going to let Miss Wylanda tell us more about herself and about the work that she does at this beautiful studio. We're at No Studios. What is the address? 1020, 1037 West McKinley in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Okay. Where the owners are John Ridley and Chris Abley. Yes, it's a beautiful, beautiful studio. So we are upstairs and it looks like a penthouse view. It's very exclusive. So yes, if you guys need more information, you can um, Google No Studios or can you give them the number so they can call more about find out about membership? Yeah, I don't have the number handy with me, but if you just go on, you type in No Studios, two words, you should find the website. Okay, so Miss Wylanda, we need to see you too. Mm, no, it's it's okay. You can see me on your live, but it's your live, so we're fine. So tell me about what you do. In a nutshell, yes. In a nutshell, okay. Like, oh, from as a woman of God first, my responsibility is, um, I like to say, advancing the kingdom here on earth. Mm -hmm. And part of the uh, way I do that as a business owner, as a writer, um, as a minister of my church, um, and as a creative, this is why I'm here at No Studios, because of uh, what God has put on my heart to share with others. Mm -hmm. Uh, I believe that the business principles that I possess, as well as my leadership, my strategy, and my creative writing um, in a way of poetry, um, is opening up a platform for me to share uh, with others. Yes. Amazing. Okay, so we are going to talk about Nehemiah today. First, can you tell me about what stuck out to you when I, I talked to you about, we talk about different leaders in the Bible, um, about how their relentless pursuit for God created change. Tell me why Nehemiah? Well, Nehemiah... Um, when I first read uh, Nehemiah, I was admired about um, his ability to be a strategist and to see a problem, to go to God in prayer, and immediately take action. Um, and he was, he's a great example of being unselfish. Yes. It's a great example of a man who... Uh, was disheartened with what was going on in this city and decided to do something about it. Yeah, that was definitely him. Yes. Definitely, definitely. So, uh, Nehemiah, when we look at his ability to uh, think strategically, I think he's one of the greatest examples that we have in the Bible. I do. Yes. I, I believe it. And when you said um, he was unselfish that puts me in the mind where he did not take any of the allowance that the king had allotted for him to build. He, yes. um, yeah, he was like, no, he worked for what was his. He didn't take any handouts and he definitely um, strategized for the people as well. So when he saw that they were being treated unfairly, he made sure that the, the elders and the nobles gave back the money and not, um, oh, it's still, it's still good. Mm -hmm. um, 
he made sure that they gave back the money and he held other people accountable. So yes, he is definitely a, a leader, a visionary, and a strategist for, for the people. So what else do you want to tell us about Nehemiah? Um, well, can I share some lessons yeah. um, learned um, and some characteristics and accomplishments with yes. Nehemiah? Yeah. Um, when we look at a man and uh, the spirit of what he was able to um, possess, he was persistent, he was a planner, he was an organizer. He was a motivator. Under his leadership, the wall of Jerusalem was built in uh, 52 days. And that's miraculous. Um, and I believe because he uh, stayed before God and he wanted to do what, how he wanted to do it the way God wanted him to do it. Um, and one of the things that I was impressed with too is before he, he prayed and asked God for the direction. He also asked God to forgive him for anything, any sins that he created. Um, and so that God can hear his prayers and that God can move immediately um, on his life. And I think that was a, a, a great um, example of him wanting to be in right standing with God. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and he knew that the problem in the situation was bigger than him. Yes. He had leadership. Uh, he was a cupbearer. So he had influence and his ability to go to the king and ask permission and ask the king for a letter that gave him rights to go through the cities and the towns. Mm -hmm. um, that, was, that was the first thing I, I thought about is how many times in, in our natural life do we seek out and understand government order mm -hmm. um, in a city with the mayor, county exec, um, and all the women and men. How many times do we actually do that? Especially if we have the answer to a problem that it's needed. Yes. A lot of times we go out in the community, we start our grassroots organizations, and it's important to be grassroots, but it's also wisdom and knowing how to to maneuver through ordinances. Right. Because you can try to help, and then you run into a situation to where you are, like, um, you you are stopped from helping mm -hmm. and it creates those barriers so something as simple as um, a park I remember we were in Sherman Park a lot of times when Vaughn and the other leaders were out there they ran into issues about permits and things like that Right. Um, so yeah I think that that's something that we, uh, we definitely could learn from I was just writing down when you said that that he stayed before God and he wanted to do things God way what is something that we could, the millennials in particular, the millennials in particular, what is some wisdom that you want to give us about that in this season? Because right now, God has, he shifted us into a new place. Everybody, but the, the next generation in particular, because we got next, we're the leaders, and now we're here. Mm -hmm. um, and we want to make sure that we get it right. Because I believe that he, God has strategically placed um, those millennials in positions to where they can impact change in a major way but can you speak a little bit more to how they can use the characteristics of Nehemiah in order to be successful in the marketplace um, and even in the the, the city because we have a lot of young leaders in government yes yes I would say um, first of all if you're going to model, model Nehemiah you must have a life of prayer, mm -hmm. okay? 
uh, in everything you do. And uh, understanding also is as a man and woman of God, you're going to be responsible for accomplishing impossible tasks on earth. Yeah. Okay? And you will need prayer mm-hmm. uh, for that. When you look at um, Nehemiah, you have to be willing to take action. You have to be willing to say, this problem is bigger than me, and but with God's help, um, I can accomplish it. Mm-hmm. And you have to also, one of the things he was able to do is strategically understand who was working with him. Mm-hmm. So he understood the skills, the talents of the people who were working with him, and he positioned them based on the skills and talents. Um, and then he gave them an opportunity to say, um, when we come against opposition, not only are you going to continue to work, mm-hmm. but you're also going to co- continue yes. to have that sword, the weapon. That you know, you're going to use, right, yeah, exactly, yes. exactly. You're going to have both of them. You're going to have the, uh, the, the, the natural ability to do the work, and then we're going we're gonna to put the word of God on it. Mm-hmm. Because just like in Nehemiah, you have your, you're going to have your Sambalots and you're going to have your Tobias. You're going to have people who are going to come against you. Mm-hmm. But in the book of Nehemiah, what he showed is despite all of that, is that when you go before God and you ask God, he will give you the strength within to fight the battle. He will give you the wisdom. Mm-hmm. That's not man's wisdom, but God's wisdom to fight the battle. That's a good word right there. Yeah. That is a good word because it's so many. Um, I was looking on Facebook and there was someone who put that the spirit of accusation is is out, you know, and they pray against that and everything. Yes. And that is something that is so important. If you stay before God, you don't have to worry about your accusers. You don't have to because Sam Allen and Sabiah, they were accusing Nehemiah of doing wrong stuff or they were trying to get him into um, to commit some side, some sort of like act. Right. So that could come against him. Right. Um, they hire people to lie on him and exactly. everything. So it's so important if you stay before God, then you don't have to worry about the people who are. But if you yeah. stay before God, you don't have to worry about those other people. And he asked God to deal with them. Right. But he he didn't focus. He didn't put his energy on trying to tell them they were lying. He didn't right. try and clear his own name. That's it. He kept going and he kept working. So it's so important. That's that's wisdom. That was yes. That was good wisdom. Yes. Right there. Yes. And we gotta think too. Um, don't push it. The wall. What's that? No. Let's see if we can try and be a part two. We gotta we gotta know that the um, the wall lay destroyed for seventy years. Mm-hmm. That's a lifetime. It is. That's a lifetime. So just imagine, no one rose up to do anything for seventy years. Just imagine the pain and grief. He's in another part of the country, and he's seeing what's happening in Jerusalem, and it pained him that much to go back home and take care of home um when we think about young people leaving the city mm-hmm. of milwaukee mm-hmm. and and not taking care of home we have a responsibility to take care of home one of the things that is That's important say, hey. to me <laughs> one of the things that is important to me is making sure that i fulfill the call of what god has me to do in the city of milwaukee Yes, I get frustrated. Yes, I love Milwaukee. 
Um, but I know that there's a higher calling for me here. And for the, the young folk, um, the task and what God is calling you to do, it's not, um, it's not going to happen without prayer, without understanding what God is calling you to do. And you're and you saying yes to that call. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the uh, of the other lessons I would like to share um, at this time too is determined to be the person whom God can depend on to act for Him in this world. God wants us to be a willing vessel, and that's all He's asking for is our willingness to serve Him on Earth. And one of the things that we need to do is to figure out. Um, one to say yes and then figure out what it is that he wants us to do and it's not a destination it is a journey mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it definitely is a journey um, we talked a little bit about the nobody else did anything at one point Nehemiah actually got a report from other people mm-hmm. and they were like yeah this is messed up and they kind of like just went their separate Yeah. so what about those people who what do you say to to the crowd or to the people who haven't done anything? Um, because I don't know. They didn't say if those specific people that he talked to were the people that he enlisted to do the work. But how do you recruit people to, to do the work? Well, one of the things um, that Nehemiah said, which I think is wonderful, he said you have to have a mind to work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. people who got along with him, and who was on his team, they had a mind to work. Mm-hmm. So get around people who have a mind to work, people who um, are going to support your, your vision, um, who, ha- who, who don't have a spirit of laziness mm-hmm. um, <laughs> yes. on them. Because uh, yes. the spirit of laziness is real. It is. So making sure you have people who are down for the cause. Yes. Um, Feed, you know, I heard a saying, T.D. Jake said, feed what feeds you. Mm -hmm. So, you know, get with people who are feeding you and you feed each other and you both are helping each other. If you own a business, help each other grow. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's important. I think it's so important. Um, How can two walk together unless they agree? Yes. Because Sam, Madeline, and Tobiah, at first they like they laughed at me and my Yes. Like, oh, yes. no, he's not going to get it done. But once they saw that the work was actually getting done, they're like, oh, let us help you. And he like, no. But because their hearts weren't in the right way. Mm-hmm. And you're going to have people, too, understand. You're going to have people on your team, whether you work in a uh, business, a nonprofit, whether you work for yourself. You're going to have people good who, good morning. Shamika. Hey, Shamika. Have, you're going to have people who are you who going to say they own your team, mm-hmm. but they're, you know, they're not going to be on your team. So you have to have that spirit of discernment to know. And then even if you don't know right away, it's okay to find out, but then grow and learn and make a decision mm-hmm. that's for your good. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they, call, they say the wolf in sheep's clothing. Mm-hmm. You're going to have that. We have that. Inside and outside the church. We do. Um. One thing Bishop said to me, uh, Bishop Harvey is our bishop at Park Ron Assembly of God. That's where we attend. He said, be like Jesus and don't switch up on them. Right. Jesus didn't switch up on Judas. He knew he was going to betray him, but he didn't switch up on him. So that doesn't mean, like, invite them into your camp. But that means still be the same. Still have the same integrity. 
don't treat people the way that they're treating you. Right. Maintain your attitude and your purpose and your calling. You can have a separation, but you don't have to. Um, you don't have to act funny. Right. For lack and, of a better word. And, and I think to... one of the things that um, allowed me Amaya to deal with Sambalot and Tobiah really well is he knew the goal. The goal mm-hmm. was to build the wall. So opposition. Yeah, it was some opposition, but he knew the goal. He stayed focused on the goal, mm-hmm. and he stayed focused on doing God's work. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. and he got his strength from doing God's work through prayer. So, let's talk a little bit about purpose. I know a lot of people who, they know some of their talents, they know some of their gifts, but they really don't feel like they have identified their purpose. Mm-hmm. Um and we can see Nehemiah was working as a king's uh, cupbearer. Yes, a king's cupbearer. And but we see now after all that folded out, that's not what he was called to do. You know, what about the people who are in transition from finding their purpose to what they're doing now? Well, I would say everything leads to your purpose. Because mm-hmm. even though um, Nehemiah was a cupbearer, that gave him influence. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. It gave him influence with people. And he learned the skills. Everything before he went home was preparation for his purpose, which was designed for him to f- fulfill something specific that God had predained for him to do. So um, your purpose, whether it finds you or you or or it finds whether it finds you or you find it mm-hmm. is for not. But once you find your purpose and your purpose is grounded and rooted in God, you stay before God and he's going to continue to develop that. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we all say, if you want to say, you know, your purpose, your, your, your calling, um, purpose and calling is different, mm-hmm. but understanding why you were uniquely designed um, and born here on earth is really important. Uh, so you feel like you are making a difference. We are supposed to make a difference here on earth. Mm-hmm. Um, we're called to make a difference on earth. We're called to use our unique talents and gifts to serve a purpose, mm-hmm. whether that's a calling in the church or outside the church. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, when you were talking, it just made me think like how people are like saying like they're chasing the bag and stuff like that. You don't have to. Like when you when you're when you're there and you're walking in what you're supposed to do and you're diligent in your work, I'm sure he was assigned to be a cupbearer. Just like um, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, mm-hmm. they were called because they were intelligent. They were when they were captives, they were called. But everything following God, it it led up to the money. It led up to everything else. They it led up to favor. What do you say? Go with the flow. Yeah, go with the flow. Stay with the flow. Stay with the flow. Stay with the flow. Flow. You're you're good. You don't have to worry about that. Your main objective should not be to like chase a bag or like run up a check. That's not what your your goal should be. It should be okay. What's the solution that God gave me? Right. I'm here to to solve a problem. I'm here to be a solution. I'm here to advance the kingdom. I'm here to create and invoke change in other people. What is the impact that I'm leaving behind? That's what I need to be worried about. Whether I'm a janitor, whether I'm a CEO, whether I'm a CFO, whether I'm a parking attendant, what 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 am I leaving behind? What how am I changing other people? How am I changing this environment? Right. I feel like that's so important. And if people worry about those type of issues and the value that is um, not monetary, then the money will come. Right. 
people don't they don't care about you being so intelligent what they care about is like how you are how you make them feel how do you how you value them people right. want to be valued they want to be supported they want to feel needed and well not needed people shouldn't want to feel needed but they want to feel like they matter well yeah they right it, it's true well first of all let's go back to the the bag yeah um when i first heard um get the bag yeah secure the bag i, I secure the bag <laughs> i didn't know what that meant and i whispered to someone to say what's that secure the bag mean and I think it took, I don't think they answered. It took mm-hmm. me two months to find out mm-hmm. that secure the bag means get the money. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when you're fulfilling your purpose, there's a saying, if you do what you love, what you love the money will follow. I really believe that. Because I, I try to do all the work uh, that's in my heart that God calls me to do. I may not have made the, all the money that I know I could have had I went to corporate America with my skills and talents, but I know that I'm doing what I love, which is key. Um, and, and staying in the flow, there was an acronym that I shared with Benitria, and flow means uh, you can either be in flow with the Holy Spirit, which is faith, love, obedience, and wisdom, or you can be in flow with fear with your flesh, which is uh, fear, lust, oppression, and worry. And you got to decide which flow you're going to be in. Sometimes mm-hmm. the flow of fear will keep you stuck versus the flow of faith will keep you walking in love. Uh, it will keep you obedient to what God is calling you to, to do. And it keep you walking in wisdom um, to what he's, uh, he wants you to do, which is key. And we saw all of that with Nehemiah. We saw the flow. We saw the, you know, he was he was a strategist. He was a planner. He was an organizer. Uh, he was a motivator. You couldn't build a, a wall like in 52 days without him being a motivator and an encourager. I think he was a master when it came to developing people skills. Mm-hmm. Uh, he knew the skills of the people who were working with him. Uh, and he knew also the opposition that they were facing. So sometimes he had to not only motivate them, but then protect them from the outsiders. So that's what a good leader does. They protect you, and then they um, encourage you to be um, all that you can be to fulfill your purpose and your destiny here on earth. Yeah. Yeah. Um, There was one point in time where Nehemiah did have to uh, motivate them can't remember if like the work had stopped or something had happened and he had to come back and and talk to the people about um about continuing on like not giving up um but before we go there what about when people um when they told him to go hide in the temple when somebody came to him and told him you need to go hide in the temple because they're going to kill you that type of attitude he was like what type of man would I be if I go hide in this temple I'm about to go finish this work I'm not worried about anybody killing me or anything like that I'm about to get this work done so that relentlessness that that savage mentality that I'm doing this for God that's the person who I answer to exactly he has my back I'm not worried about anybody else and what do I look like hiding when I'm called to do this exactly that fear of that following the wrong flow how do you teach people to get back on 
the right flow, following the Holy Spirit, how to not let fear grip you and how to say, okay, if I perish, I perish. If, like, I'm not worried about that. Well, one, recognize who you're working for. Mm-hmm. So you know if you're doing God's work, you're working for him and not man. Mm-hmm. So your fear is not man. Um, your, your, your goal is to please God. Mm-hmm. And that's an example that Nehemiah showed. He said, he said, God, you need to take care of them. I ain't worrying about them. Mm-hmm. I trust you to take care of them. Mm-hmm. So uh, when you put your confidence in God, uh, you're able to say, God, you know, you got that. I ain't even going to worry about it. I know that's a, 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 a spirit of sabotage. I'm not going to worry about it. You take care of them. And then that's all he said. God, you take care of it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know your people. You got it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah. take care of it. So the, 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 the thing is, is know who you're working for. Mm-hmm. Um, and if your work is unto the Lord, uh, he will protect you. He will preserve you. And he will provide for you. Mm-hmm. That's good. So, what about the listeners who may not be saved, or they may not know who they're working for? Like, how? What's the incentive for getting on the right team? You know, what if you evaluate your life and you look and you see, like, you know what? I may say that I'm saved, or I, I know Jesus, but I haven't personally invited him to my heart. You know, what is the 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 end game that um, like that they're up against like okay if, if if I think that my life is going well right now and I might not necessarily have given my my life to God I'm getting all of this stuff because to me I look at Sam Ballard and Tobiah they were not on the right team and they still were in high places mm-hmm. but they they had something Nehemiah still had something that they wanted mm-hmm. you know so can you talk a little bit about the the benefits of being on a winning team, being on God's team, because I believe that there's benefits. Well, um, the benefits is provision, mm-hmm. is protection, and is preserving of your soul. Mm-hmm. Um, for the listeners who may not know uh, Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, get to know Him as your Lord and Savior for one, and then understand one of the things is is that you cannot be all that you're called to be or you want to be unless you look at yourself in the mirror and you say, I am enough. I have what it takes to be successful. Um, it's almost like you have to discover who you are. So when you read the word of God or you read anything positive, God is going to help shape you and mold your thinking um, and your way of being. Mm-hmm. So one, know you're enough, you're loved, you're appreciated. Get around people who support um, you as a person. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you, you're struggling with people who are manipulative or intimidating, um, understanding your value is key. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And, and that's the first start is understanding your value proposition and, and fighting for it because it's a fight. Mm-hmm. It's a fight to um, have people appreciate and, and value who you are mm-hmm. as a person. So once you discover who you are, you know, that awareness piece, mm-hmm. I think is key. Um, and it takes time. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't happen overnight. I think sometimes millennials think it's going to happen overnight, <laughs> and it doesn't. Uh, so uh, enjoy the marathon mm-hmm. of your life and not the sprint of your life. Because when you see life as a sprint, you get frustrated. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. and you think it has to happen tomorrow. No, it may happen two months, three months, mm-hmm. but be patient. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things I used to share with my kids um, is when they became adults, I said, you know, there's two things outside of money that, that's going to help you as you uh, grow and develop. I said the ability to uh, think and to be patient. Mm-hmm. Um, ha- being able to think, because most people in this technology world don't think, mm-hmm. so you're going to be maybe 50% of the people who go out there right away without thinking about the consequences. Um, so think about what you're going to do, the consequences, and then be patient with yourself. Um, there's a lot of life to live. I think patience is so key. We, we forget about that. So nine fruits of the spirit and patience is not the first thing that people ask for. <laughs> they're, they're not. It's like, oh, give me peace. You know, give me joy. Give me um, even gentleness. But I don't hear people asking for patience because they know that with patience is going to come those opportunities to grow in patience. So you don't grow in patience without being thrown in a situation where you need to practice it. Yes. So I don't I don't get patience with I used to pray for patience when I was a new believer. Oh I me thought, too. That's what I you thought, need. Yeah. <laughs> but when I started going through those tests I was like, oh this is what it comes with maybe I shouldn't pray for patience anymore. But now that I'm older I'm realizing no. I'm glad that I pray for it at that time. Right. And I'm glad that he's still growing me in patience because it's helpful, especially me working in the field that I work in. I deal with children with uh, disabil- mental health issues and right. disabilities mm-hmm. and um, the trauma that they have faced. You need some patience to deal with those kids because one minute they may love you, the next minute they may be cursing you out. And you have to have patience to deal with that. You need patience. It wasn't with that, what you, you just said. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. So I have patience and God has graced me to work with the children. But now God is showing me that now that I've crossed over to this other season, I'm going to be working with adults, too. Okay. So now I'm learning patience with the adults. I can give kids grace because, you know, they're young. They're still growing up. they got a lot of life to live in. But giving, um, exhibiting patience with adults who you feel like they should know better, that's kind of hard. So how, what wisdom nuggets do you have for me with going into this new space with my business? I do T-shirts. I do... Um, teaching social emotional intelligence through the arts but i also will be doing some of that with adults as well okay so teaching them healthy coping skills how how do you transition with the same skills that you've learned in one season to the next season well let me just say say this for one just because you're an adult doesn't mean your mind is an adult people yeah y'all say okay that. <laughs> it's hard so <laughs> do not That's wisdom tip number one. Mm -hmm. Uh, Action speaks louder uh, than words, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, understand their actions, but knowing also that there there is something called, and you know this, developmental stages. Mm -hmm. Think Mm -hmm. about the developmental stages, the Mm -hmm. life cycles of the development of the person. Mm -hmm. So don't put them so much in the age Look at their mm-hmm. actions, mm-hmm. and wisdom will have you address them based on their actions and not based on their age. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, that makes a lot okay? of sense. So when you talk about transferring skills from one to another, it's the same principle. It's people skills. Mm-hmm. Whether you're talking to, because there are some eight-year-olds who are yes, they more are. wiser than some eighteen-year-olds. Yes, so understanding that the key to life and success 
is people skills. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that. If if I would say anything else, whether you're in business, you're working at a company, is understanding yourself and people mm-hmm. uh, is the key to you succeeding in your business. Because once you can um, have a grasp that that's important. Uh, to your growth and development mm-hmm. as an individual and as a person, you will succeed. And a, a greatest example, because I do a lot of research, greatest example is, you know, everyone's talking about Robert F. Smith, who gave all this money to Morehouse, mm-hmm. right? But and they're like, wow, he has all this money. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna have the bag like that too. I'm using that mm-hmm. word. I'm gonna have the bag. <laughs> I want to make a million dollars. But what? Um, one of the keys, because I did some research, one of the key areas that he focused on in his um, business at Vista was people development. Hmm. He has two assessments. He's not trying to get the, the greatest person from Cornell or Princeton or Yale or Harvard. What he's looking at, he's looking at getting um, people who can grow themselves and others. So he his focus and his success, he has said, uh, has been um, his ability to develop um, develop people mm-hmm. and create the systems in his business, his billion-dollar business, that, that's people-focused. Mm-hmm. So focus on it. So my advice is focus on the people, focus on being the best Benitria you can be, and then focus on people. Focus on connecting with people because I have this saying um, that people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Mm-hmm. Um, and it takes a lot of work, but I, I guarantee you the, the results for you as a, as a person um, will outpace any financial gain you will ever get from your t-shirt business. I agree. I agree because that's what happens. You t-shirts are for me are just extra okay you know it's it's getting in people's business it's helping them understand like what right. is your talents what's your gifts what's your purpose that's what i love to right do. so on my business cards it says we specialize in creating sustainable shirts and futures okay so it's not just about the shirt it's right. more than intrinsic this, value yeah it's more yeah. than that it's okay when they're coming to purchase a shirt tell me a little bit more about yourself what do you want to do how do you you know, how do you see yourself? And it's about building those type of connections. Mm-hmm. So God gave me a skill and I just use that to advance the kingdom. Um, also, what do you say for the people who say they don't like people? I, so after all of that, I, I hear is the, it's, the world is people driven, it's people focused and you, you do have to catch that revelation. So how do you get the people who say, well, I'm an introvert. I'm not really into people. I don't really like people, you know, this mindset like Nehemiah he said you have to have a mind to work you have to have a mind to connect how do you get them outside of that box because some people are like 50 60 years old uh oh they might have but we still recording on this one so it's okay you might gotta get it too um so how do you get them to understand um, we're back. <laughs> how do you get them to understand that? How do you get them to like people, or not even like people? How do you get them to appreciate people? Well, appreciation starts with yourself first. Mm-hmm. And I learned earlier on in life not to judge uh, how I think people should respond. 
um, because we all have life situations that causes um, our behavior in life to be how it is. So, you know, they say there's introverts, there's extroverts, there's uh, social extroverts who, Mm -hmm. you know, they go out when they need to. I think the greatest thing is self-awareness, so understanding mm-hmm. yourself, knowing that everyone has a story, mm-hmm. and not the judge. Mm-hmm. So that, so I don't know if I answered your question, but I think it's 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 important to meet people where they are, mm-hmm. um, because I can guarantee you. That silent person who said, I don't like people, if they start connecting with somebody who's a people's person, they open up in their own way. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone has a different way of opening up. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the beauty of life, mm-hmm. is that there are so many unique people. We do not have, everyone, everyone has a different um, fingerprint. Yeah. So our, and, and think about that. Everyone has a uniqueness. And I'm not... I would never be quick to put anyone in a box. Yeah. Uh, my responsibility, I, I like to to do, and it's a challenge for me, is this uh, is to find that unique uniqueness in an individual. Whether it happened at that that first interaction or it happened two or three months from now, mm-hmm. is to find that uniqueness and 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 to celebrate that with that person. That's awesome. That is really good yeah. wisdom to find the uniqueness in a person. So you may have a lot of dislikes about that person or you may can you can easily point out a flaw in that person, but that's a challenge, maybe even for the listeners for this week. Find some, the uniqueness in every person who you interact with. Pick the person who you not may not even care about that much and just take that time to connect with them and find the uniqueness and celebrate that. Mm-hmm. It's sometimes... Um, I see people who who don't get the value in celebrating with other people and not understanding like it's okay if this is not you. It's not it's it's okay if you're you may not be winning right now. Mm-hmm. You know, or or maybe even changing that mindset cuz everybody if you're alive you won. Like you 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 have breath. Like check. You made it. Yeah. You got your limbs, check. Yes. Check You can smile, life. check. Yes. You, can you got a card, check. You can think, check. You can yes. smell, check. Yes. You know, I think a heart of gratitude is key. Mhm. Um Yes. And then you can celebrate with other people because you don't feel like oh, I don't have. So like that's good for you, but I'm still struggling. Well, I think part of that, too, is sometimes uh, we're not taught how to celebrate. I think back in um, the day, and if you were from the South, it was more community-focused. Now, I think our generation um, don't know how to do that, how to Mm -hmm. celebrate each other, Mm -hmm. because we live in a very individualistic world, Mm -hmm. but um, we were born... If you're an African-American, black and brown, we were born more like a a collectivist community. So I think sometimes that um, there's a struggle between celebrating Mm -hmm. um, each other Mm -hmm. and then what society tells us is that I got to get mine. Mm -hmm. I can't celebrate until so. That's that's a trick. 
that's a trick of the enemy and it's 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 self-sabotaging you uh, most of the successful people even when you think about zig ziglar um and carnegie mellon uh, they say you know you give you you give people an opportunity to get what they want you help people get what they mm-hmm. want you in turn get yeah. what you want yep, 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 so yep. you help other people succeed it doesn't doesn't cost you anything to sit and listen and celebrate and say oh congratulations to somebody mm-hmm. that doesn't take any um effort to, mm-hmm. to congratulate someone um and to celebrate um mm-hmm. their success i think we all should celebrate um each other yeah. more I don't think any person who was doing the work with Nehemiah resented Nehemiah. Right. You know, they were not mad at him. And I think when they did make the complaints that, because uh, I think they were selling, like, their kids and stuff like that into slavery, they weren't even mad at the people. They had a heart to, like, they were mad at the situation. They did not take it out on other people. So understanding, like, who your enemy is. People are not your enemy. We fight and we deal with principalities and spiritual weaknesses in higher places. So understanding, like, I'm not mad at you. It's a spirit behind everything that you're doing. So even that, for me, has been helping. Because I used to say I didn't like people. Oh, wow. I I, I, I did. I used to say that. And now I know that I love people because I have a heart for God's heart. Mm -hmm. So God loves people. How can I not love people and God loves people? How can I say that I love God, but I'm looking at you sideways? So me learning, like, okay, you're a child of God. I have to see you that way. I may not like what you do, but every person's actions are based on their interactions with other people. Mm -hmm. So just Mm -hmm. because I may not too much care for you that doesn't mean you're a bad person right i deal with you based off my experiences with you so for me you may not be that great because we had a bad experience but you may be awesome to other people right understanding that the the way you interact with people it deals with and if you're not intentional people treat you how you treat them exactly so if you understand that okay i'm gonna be intentional about our relationship because i know that um it may have a strain on you or something like that, then it gets better. Yes. It does. When you understand that, okay, I'm working for God. I don't want to embarrass him. I don't want to make him look bad because that's how I look now. Right. I'm like, okay, God, I don't want to embarrass you. I keep telling people that I'm a Christian. So okay. help me to live up to that name for real and not embarrass you and not make you look bad. So I'm quick to apologize um, when I'm wrong and stuff like that. Right. Or I, I'm more sensitive to the Holy Spirit now than I've been in the past. And I think okay. that... Um, people see the growth not Amen. only do i see it other people see yep. it um and that's the the journey of it okay so understanding that it may have took me four or five years to get here mm-hmm. that um there's grace and right. continuing to go on there's grace into and and celebrating with people and knowing like this might not be my time yet right you know this is it's a season a time and a season for everything so right now i believe that this is my season of elevation in my season of God is doing so many amazing things yes but it took five years to get here I started my business in 2014 okay um I didn't start really seeing it money like to me it was like infamous money because I was doing what I love to do mm-hmm. but until 2017 okay so now how old I'm 32 girl you got you got <laughs> let's have a conversation when you turn 50 <laughs> yeah. so it's like it's, it's still I'm still growing in that grace but yes. understanding that man it's it's not a sprint I don't have it's to not. just imagine if I would have threw my business away when I didn't make money that first year 
Or yes. I would have been like, you know what? That's not what he called me. Because sometimes I did question it. Sometimes I'm yeah. like, well, maybe he and didn't call will. me to do this. Maybe he didn't, you know. And it's, it's, and it's okay to question where you are in life. Mm-hmm. Because your question, and, and it's called critical thinking. And if you can't critically think what it is you're doing and why you're doing it, um, you're just living. Mm-hmm. Um, but having the ability to, to think and um, question where you are, those are healthy habits. Yeah. Okay, and those healthy habits allow you to create the boundaries you need for you to succeed and for those around you to succeed. Mm-hmm. So though though you're you're following the right path, there's no you know sometimes we think well a negative action will cause a negative consequence, but sometimes it also gives us an opportunity to grow and develop to be our best self mm-hmm. and to identify what we did wrong, what we need to repent from, mm-hmm. what we need to get right. Um, but at the end of the day, understanding that God's grace is sufficient. So sufficient, yes. It's- and I think sometimes we can be our worst critic mm-hmm. Um just with everything, I think, and in, 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 in having a positive mindset is 50% of um, the strategy it will take for you to accomplish what it is God is calling you to do here on earth. Mm-hmm. It is, and that's a big percent. Like, so everybody catch that. 50% is having a positive mindset. Mm-hmm. Everything else you're going to just coast through. Yes. That's that's half the battle. It's, it's half the battle. You are what you think. As a man thinketh, so is he. It's yes. so many scriptures that talk about it. And then what you think is going to come out your mouth. Yes. So do you, believing what God's word says, even when you don't feel it, is right. so important. Yeah. Um, when I really, in 2014, I kind of was like, okay, God, show me what is real in this bible because i don't see it folks is bitter folks is bad i don't understand if i'm gonna really follow you and give up all of this stuff i'm gonna need to see some of these signs wonders and miracles in this bible because i don't see it okay so he's been showing me so many amazing things amen follow me and i'll show you great and mighty things which you have not seen i've seen so many amen so many from deliverance healing miraculous miracles like money my kids are miracles, all of that. Amen. God is just, he's, he's so amazing. And just that wisdom, too. Wisdom is given without reproach. So I have so much wisdom now where when I was, um, like, But younger, you have to go through something. That's I what did. wisdom teaches you. You I know, did. there's a difference between knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. Mm-hmm. You get understanding where you're understanding where you are. Mm-hmm. Then you get knowledge that will allow you to understand where you were Mm -hmm. and then you get wisdom based on the knowledge and the understanding Mm -hmm. and that wisdom gives you an opportunity to take a different course of action yes yes based on the knowledge and wisdom that is true that is so true because i know i'm not going back so (laughs) i know what to do different now i know um and then i also know that god is still there amen amen like god is still there through god has been a constant in my whole life and things and do get better and that's the key mm-hmm. understanding that god is a constant no matter how you feel or think about yourself mm-hmm. what's going on in your situation in your family mm-hmm. with your kids the only consistent thing in your life that will never change is 
Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, mm-hmm. if you confess him as your Lord and Savior, Amen. that will never change. And just that one thing, if you remember that one thing, mm-hmm. is that he will never change. He's mm-hmm. a constant. Um, again, will allow you to move forward faster mm-hmm. um, with wisdom than if you had to think about it every day and mm-hmm. guess. You know, we talk about in the book of Philippians, it talks about, you know, not only just believing, but we have to suffer. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then God gives us grace. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I say all the time, and, and the Bible says even Satan believed. Mm-hmm. So sometimes we think belief is enough, mm-hmm. but um, just like Jesus, he had to suffer. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. we know but through God's grace, mm-hmm. um, the Bible says his grace is sufficient, which we mm-hmm. mentioned before. So we're going to have to suffer some things. Our flesh is not sometimes going to like what we're, what we're doing. Um, but glory be to God. If you want to give God the glory and the honor, Amen. Um, glory be to God. Amen. That's, that's it right there. I think we can... Uh, we got a little bit of time. Do you want to wrap up with anything? But I, that, that right there, that'll preach. That is a whole word. Um, especially in this season because so many things this is supposed to be the season of the crossover we all supposed to be yes. getting stuff but it's like the attack is coming too so well, that's what in happens. the midst of that um, knowing that God's grace is sufficient knowing that he's there he'll never leave you, he'll never forsake you going through it because wisdom is coming, it's coming through it it's like refinement, you'll come out as pure gold those things are so important I've learned so much about myself in these last six months yes, than I have done in a while. I'm like, oh, okay. But I had to go through stuff so I could see what it was. Yeah. If I ask God to show me me, expect him to show me me. Yeah, he and will. Then he will. The wisdom is making those changes. He will. Yeah. Yes. So yes. you got to yes. get all of that stuff out. So when you do get the increase, you're going to be ready to sustain it. Because my money is staying. Like, when I do Amen. get it, it's Amen. staying. So, Amen. he has to get these little kinks out. He's still working out those things yeah, he, yes, he in is. my life. So, when I do become millionaire status, I'm not going to lose it in two years. I'm not going to lose it in a year. You know, even small things and wisdom and how you spend your money now. Yes. If you have, like, money, like $1,000, you shouldn't spend $1,000 of the week if you know you don't got another $1,000 coming in tomorrow. You know, well, like you, 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 you have to be a good steward, yes. right? Yes. Good steward of your time, talent, and treasure. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes. Yep. So, um, before we pray, is there a last thought that you want to give? My last thought will be to stay um, encouraged. Mm-hmm. Being, having a courageous attitude uh, causes you to make choices that sometimes go against the brain. Mm-hmm. But when you know the courage, um, the same courage that Joshua received, you know, uh, be strong and courageous. Mm-hmm. Uh, lean not onto your own understanding and acknowledge the Lord, and He will direct your path. Mm-hmm. Uh, and giving ourselves an opportunity to be okay where we are knowing that God's grace um, his timing his ways and his thoughts are so much higher than ours um, is key so keep fighting and keep trusting and believing amen
So, with that, do you want to pray us out? Sure. Okay. Yeah. You can end it. Thank you for um, tuning in. We appreciate it. Uh, stay tuned for more. Well, I, I always pray on my podcast. Oh, that's fine. Yeah. Heavenly Father, we just humbly come before your throne of grace, Father God. Just thank you, Father, for just being God in our lives. Father God, I thank you for every listener that's listening and set the sound of my voice, Father God. I thank you, Father, for touching them right now. I thank you, Father, that you are a God of enough. Father God, I thank you, Father, that they trust and they lean on you, Father God. At this time, Father God, I thank you, Father, for giving every listener, Father, the Nehemiah anointing, Father, yes, anointing them, Father, to organize their thoughts, yes, to motivate themselves, to be leaders, Father, and be influencers, Father, to, I hear the Spirit of God saying, not to be hard on yourself. Yes. Just to trust and believe. Mm, Thank you, Father, for Benetria, Father God. Thank you, Father, for the gift and the purpose that you have on her life. Father God, I just thank you, Father, for this time. I thank you, Lord Jesus, that... You have begun a good work, Father God, and you will see it to the end. Your purpose and your plan. Know that God's purpose and plan will prevail in your life. Thank you, Lord, for giving the listeners the hunger and the desire, Father, to know to know, and to believe and to understand and to want more of you. Father God, thank you, Father, for transforming the hearts of your man and woman servant that is listening thank you lord jesus for doing a new thing thank you for strength thank you for courage thank you father for all things father god thank you lord we don't lean on to our own understanding but we acknowledge you father god so that you can direct our paths thank you father for directing our paths Thank you for allowing us not to lean on our own understanding, but to acknowledge you, Father God. I thank you, Father, for covering us. I thank you, Lord, for your son who has been a great example for us here on earth. I thank you, Lord Jesus, that even the angels know how to protect us, Father God. You've given us everything we need, Father God. And I thank you, Lord Jesus, for giving me and Benetria, Father God, an opportunity to be willing vessels here on earth because you said in your word thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven so i thank you lord jesus for the listeners as well father god that they will be willing vessels here on earth so that your work can be glorified father god on earth father god in the name of jesus we pray and we thank you father for the vessels more vessels coming Father God, to do your work here on earth. We recognize our inability to do nothing without you, but we can do all things because you give us strength. So thank you, Father, for anointing us, Father God, from the crown of our heads.
to the soles of our feet. And as we leave this podcast, but never your presence, go with us and be with us until we meet again. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Man, well, thank you. This has been an amazing time. Again, you guys are listening to Save Savage. Tune in next time.